And another episode of Two Dumbbells and a Microphone. I am DJ Moore. And I'm Joey Dussel. Today's topic, what we can't do for you as coaches and trainers. The problems that we're sort of faced with as the givers of information and then our clients being the recipient of information and then them having to execute this information that we've given them. Right. And so in today's episode, you'll probably hear us say things that you are going to need to be doing because we can't, we can't do it for you. That's true. Yeah. We can't take that final or even initial action. True. Even if we provide the information and motivation and re I mean, we're going to get into all of it here. It's on the clipboard, yeah. but we can't do that last bit for you. That's what's required from the client. And while we go through it today, I think people will experience a little bit uh, maybe a hint of frustration coming from both of us because maybe you know, we are really interested in the clients getting to those results. And so anything that feels like it's holding us back from that, we tend to, we tend to get pretty animated about. So we want to talk about that and kind of bring in the reason why we care about this. And we're not just trying to be kind of being bossy and telling people how they, sh how they should be. Ooh, that's a, you know what I'm like, I didn't realize you were going to describe it quite like that, but yeah. I like the way you did that. Because it, it, it does sometimes come across as frustration in us being bossy, when in reality, from, from, I'll say for myself personally, and I know you quite well, mm -hmm. actually it comes from a place of love and caring. Right. I want you to be successful, mm -hmm. not for me, for you. So I really care that the, the information that I give you is received and then executed. Right. Because I care. Yeah. Oh no! For the recipient's benefit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's I don't need to hear myself talk anymore. All right, and I already know that I'm a knowledgeable trainer, so I don't need them as a, a case study or to prove my my identity or validity as a knowledgeable person. So it really is. I think it's kind of similar to maybe a parent wanting their child to study and getting those good grades and and completing their school so that they can get into this world of better opportunities. And I think there's a big analogy there with you know the the world that good health and fitness allows for us, the things we can do and the way it feels, that's really like, hey, you've you've graduated and now you can go out and do all the stuff. And that's kind of how I see the gym and working with clients. I have a curriculum, I have steps and a progression that I want to take them through so that they can arrive eventually at this point where they don't need me anymore and they can go out and, and do what they really enjoy. Ooh. But what if they continually use us? Even when they don't need us, I, question. Well, I've, I've said this to, to some of my clients. I say, you know, I've given you years and years. I've had clients for years, right? And mm -hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of trainers will say the same thing. I've been training people for you know, six, seven, eight years in a row. Right. Like, well, why do they still rely on you? Mm. Because they still need us for something called accountability. Right. And There's more than just the fitness knowledge. Right. Or even just the knowledge plus execution, which right. would be workouts on their own. There is this third pillar, this additional component. We are truly their accountability to health. And that's when I realized that, well, they're coming to me for that because this is a part of their lives where they don't want themselves to necessarily control. They want me to sort of control it and lead them into it. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those people are willing to do exactly what I say. Mm -hmm. Some do a good job and some don't do as good. We'll talk about adherence today. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, yeah, this is part of the, the things we can't do for you. Right. 
And I think we should get right into that. Well, and I think before we go any further, though, talking about clients with a long duration like that, I'll be the first to admit early in my training career when I was less experienced, I would have thought that long client like that was a sign of ineffectiveness on the part of the trainer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were supposed to come in and there was in like six months, they were supposed to lose that 30 pounds, or be able to lift this a little bit more, be able to jump over this and stuff like that. And in my head, I was that's what I was going for. Right. That's what all the textbooks kind of lead up to is like, okay, you, they follow the formula in six to nine months. This is the yeah. outcome. Well, that is the most untrue thing ever. Mm-hmm. It definitely know. doesn't come up in that way over oh, and over. Yeah. Never. Not anymore. And now yeah. that I know that. I can make my own adjustments as a, as a trainer and a coach now mm-hmm. and realize the things that I thought I could and should have been doing for you as a client, I can't actually, and it's not my fault mm. that I couldn't get you to that place in nine months. Right. It's not my fault. Mm-hmm. I have given tons of data and information out, and if, if you executed it perfectly, you would have gotten that thing yeah. that you wanted so much. Yeah. Well... I can't, I can't do certain things. Mm-hmm. And the client now relies on me. So for the longevity client now relies on me to be their accountability that I can do. Right. Even yeah. though. So the, the things you can't do are, is an identification of kind of your lane, your role, your scope, right. your abilities, the things that you can offer, because people will definitely use their health and fitness professional, you know, personal trainer or Pilates coach or whoever it is for you. They'll talk to us, and we fill a lot of different roles, right, beyond just the, the movement program or the, the accountability. And so while we're talking about this, you know, and I kind of think we're still here in the intro because we've only been a few minutes in, I think the reason that this matters, the reason that you bring it up in the first place, is because when we have clients who are not successful for the trainer who really cares, it's like a blow to your psyche. It makes you question your ability, your identity right because this is our career but it's also our passion and hobby well and so if there's someone who it doesn't work for it's almost like man I, a chef that made a dish and and nobody likes the taste or a right. painter who makes artwork that no one ever purchases right. like what's wrong with me right. and so i think it, it kind of i hope that the audience understands and appreciates the reason why we think about this so much well because for the for the longest time i was frustrated with people not losing weight because they're also my commercial Mm. Of my success, so my point. my ability to teach, right, yeah. is somehow executed through the student, sort of like a walking demonstration, right. And right. so, if you know, pick a name, John was to lose that thirty pounds within that time slot we had a- agreed upon, and we got there, and then he walks around and t- says, you know, well, hey, you know, DJ did such a great job with me, you know, of course, right, my sales would go up, there would be all these people coming after me, but that was never the case. Mm. Ugh, it's frustrating, man. Yeah. And so I wanted them to be my billboard of, of yeah. my true successful education plan. I've got this system down and this nutrition system down. And if you follow this, you'll get this. Guess what? It didn't work. Yeah. And it wasn't my fault again. Mm-hmm. But I had that initial like, ugh. Yeah, you know, it's kind of you question yourself. Like, and if you did something Are wrong. you even a good trainer, bro? Yeah. That person's still having a problem squatting. Are you a good trainer, bro? Uh, but I've taught them all the hinge techniques in perfect form, and they're just not quite there yet. Well, did you fail then as a trainer then, or is your client still having to work through the processes of figuring out how to squat? Right. Well, yeah. 
Well, and one thing to keep in mind along any progress when you're, you know, improving your skills or you're learning something new, uh, there's something to be said for the presence of a trainer. Almost maybe you haven't perfected your squat yet, but what I'm trying to say is imagine how much worse it might be if they hadn't been improving with the coaching, right? They might have gotten injured six sessions ago when they were doing squats on their own still. But because of coaching and a little bit of molding of technique, their progression has kept them right. engaging and they're able to continue practicing. So, you know, just not being perfect isn't uh, always the end of the, the end of the I whole story. I still have clients to this day that I do the corrections for them. And I'm like, you right. know we've done this a thousand times, right? Yeah. And they go, yep. And I go, yeah. well, then why are you still doing that thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, they're not perfecting it. They're not probably ever going to always perfect these things. And I think we can back off as trainers a little bit and say, hey, some of them are still going to have problems doing these movement patterns because they're not professional movers like we are. Yeah. Think about it. We're professional movers. Well, and on another side of it, you know, I've had nutrition coaching clients where we're looking at their food logs each week for month. And then at the end of the month, they have, let's say, little to no progress. The scale is the same. They feel like, man, what have I done Mm. this for? And we can kind of look back and say, hey, your month was super busy. You had all these events or it's your busy time at work. Maybe what we were working on was kind of damage mitigation. And we're happy to have gone through that month with a zero pound weight change rather than a five pound weight gain, which would be the typical course if you had gone through it uncoached. And so there's definitely something to be said for the multitude of different roles that the trainer, the health and fitness professional can fill. And I think that, you know, identification of each person's skills is a big part that's missing from the industry because every trainer tries to do every part of health and fitness Mm, or does the one size fits all. So every client, regardless of age or ability gets the same things. I see that in the, the people that I'm surrounded with right now. Some of the, Mm. some of the trainers that I see, it's the same thing for every single person, regardless of age and anything, regardless of the difference between those participants yes yeah see that's the trouble with it because i i'll fully endorse that you know if you have if you're a trainer and you have homogenous clients right if you're known for making high school sprinters five seconds faster well then your program should be pretty similar from sprinter to sprinter because each sprinter is going to come in pretty similar but if you're working with a multitude of different clients then you should have a different program for each one and i think that that goes beyond, again, beyond just the movement. Sometimes it's nutrition, sometimes it's sleep, but a lot of times it's the mind, the mentality, the accountability. Sometimes it's a one-on-one community where when they're with us, they're really deep into the health and fitness realm and they get to you know, really explore it with us. And so I think when we go through this, kind of this drawing that we have on the back of my sheet today, we'll cover what we can do as trainers, coaches, and then what we can't do and kind of draw that line of what we're offering and what we can do for a a client and then put out that personal responsibility where it really does become the final mile that we can't do for you. Yeah. And I think it'll help the people who hire trainers to get a real perspective about what they expect from us. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm pretty sure in the past I've had quite a few clients believe that I could get them to that promised land. Oh, I see. Right. So there was a lot of pressure on me. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. you're the trainer. You've got all the knowledge. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, I got all the knowledge you need to get to where you want to go. And so there was that pressure that, oh, well, 
maybe they're thinking that we can somehow magically get them there. Mm, and I interesting. Think, I think today yeah, go for is it. what'll sort of debunk that idea that when you hire a trainer, know this. It they can't get you to do certain things mm-hmm. which you're gonna need to do in order to get to where you want to go. They can't do these things. Right. Like, that's why it, this is so important for us to talk about. Mm. I think it's that action we talked about in like episode two. I talked about. Oof, that's a long time ago. Jeez. Hard to remember. Sorry. If you want to go back and see, these are all posted Check up, and they all have the all I'll the figure it out. I'll put it right here. But that that's what it is. So, what is the first thing you want to get to on the back or the front? Well, I think actually where I want to start is um, going right in with what you were saying about expectations, because you know we recently had a conversation after I learned uh, on this. I'll tell the story real briefly, but I I found out about this. Um, person who's posting online asking for advice about the program that he has just bought and paid for from an online trainer. This is an anonymous forum. So I said, Hey, you know, I would happily look at that and give you some feedback on it. Cause it sounded like some really psychotic recommendations. Remember 284 oh, yeah. grams of protein, <laughs> you know, now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So we talked about it a while ago. And, and so anyways, I would like to start with um, kind of talking about three broad categories of what a trainer can offer for any client yep. and then what a client can maybe expect to pay for those so that this individual who I'm thinking of, he might even listen to this and know uh, he basically was getting ripped off and it makes me upset because the person that was doing the ripping is a member of my industry and basically my same job title with online trainer. And so a little bit of our topic today is to broadcast the realities of what a person should be able to expect on those three different levels of, of service from any health and fitness yeah, professional. This is, this is key. This is probably yeah. something that they have not heard before because mm-hmm. we don't really talk about this. Yeah. This is, this is clever, man. I'm glad you're going to bring this up. Go ahead. Okay, Rock cool. it out. We'll start here. It's clever. So, yeah, I am proud of this because a long time ago, DJ and I spent a tremendous amount of time in your old apartment with all these post-it notes on the wall like some murder mystery you know, uh, we done it. Yeah, we're trying to figure out, connect the dots and all the clues. And we were basically obsessively thoughtful about the process of coaching because we were at the time working to convert our in-person coaching experience to an online experience. And we were really examining like what makes us the, you know, we were in the top five trainers at our gym and how did we get there and what do people like about us and why do they renew? And I mean, we were meticulous. And along the way throughout that process, we identified really these three big categories of what we were doing for the clients that we had. And I'll be honest, we zeroed in on the clients that we enjoyed yes. seeing, right? That's and so important. I'll yep. put that right at the top. You know, if we really want to be thinking about um, the people that are most engaging to, to interact with. And I think that I say that now because it does bring the, the very first per- bit of personal responsibility, which is like when you show up for sessions be into it, be into it. And we will be there and match your energy and exceed it. I guarantee it every time. So show us that and we'll always give you uh, more back. And while we were doing that, and while we're looking at those individuals that we enjoyed, we found these three categories, and the three categories really boiled down to guidance, accountability, and support. And we can talk a little bit more about what each of those means. But really, basically, it was in the guidance, we were given programs, we were telling people like, hey, you should make this adjustment to your squat, or you should do this many reps, or this pace. That was kind of it. We were the the provider of kind of 
de- uh, decoding the vast amount of health and fitness knowledge and then the individual person and making a connection with those two bits of data. Yeah. When we go a little further than that, we get into the accountability where now we would be saying, hey, have you made that change? Are you doing the squats like we instructed? And this is a second a second effort on our part because we're going to be following up with you or you know keeping you in our roster so we're checking in with you. And then when we're working with a person as a client, we're really taking that accountability to the next level and, and making sure that they're adhering to the program right. that we've created for them. So when we're building this up, when we go from accountability to excuse me, from guidance to accountability, and then accountability to support. Support was really distinguished by us going above and beyond to help find solutions to the challenges that were preventing us from being accountable to the individual guidance. And so it's really a a three-tiered system. And there's clients out there that are maybe thinking right now as they listen to this, oh yeah, I had a trainer who gave me guidance. I had a trainer who gave me guidance and accountability. I had a trainer who gave me only accountability. Right, they're a great community, but they never really told me specifically what to do. Right, and then there's trainers who are great on all three. They're really given that high level of support. Right, and the reason we're bringing all this up now is to set those expectations because those three levels of service, those three things that a trainer can offer, those are basically progressively more labor intensive. They take more time. Yep. Makes total sense, right? I hope as you're following along. So as we're going through here, if you're looking at guidance, accountability, support, expect to pay more as you receive more of that supportive service. Right. And yeah, they would, you would find this in almost every category out there. Like if you wanted to buy a car, right. right? You know, there's options for these cars, right? right. Every time you add an option, it's going to cost you a little bit more. It's not sure. uncommon. It happens all over the time, all mm-hmm. over the place. You go to the doctor, the doctor says, hey, here's a fee for coming in here. Plus there's a fee for their prescription. Hey, there's a fee for that IV or whatever else, yeah. a tongue depressor. So people well, are used to this. Right. Even just keeping it in the fit in the fitness like realm, fitness. you know, like if you were interested in Pilates, you could buy a Pilates oh, yeah. book. That would be your guidance. If you want, if you got a Pilates program and then your coach says, hey, are you still doing those stretches every three days, blah, 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 there's your accountability. And then finally, like if you got that Pilates coach who's going to be with you one-on-one on on the the Cadillac, right, the reformer machine, they're going to say, oh, when you do this stretch, it hurts your body like this, here's how we modify it for you, right, one-on-one in that moment. There's your Pilates with the three levels of, right, yeah, guidance, accountability, and support. And so if you're looking... You know, like this individual was on the forum, he was looking for guidance from this coach and accountability because she was going to provide him with a plan and then basically have these weekly check-ins and help him to make sure he was sticking with it. No promise of support, uh, you know, which would be, again, as a reminder, that's helping him to figure out the solutions to problems he may encounter. Long story short, this program was basically garbage. Large sections that were copy-paste uh, components that were just, you know, calculations that are factually wrong regarding nutrition recommendations for oh, food terrible. portions. Yeah. And like, uh, literally a sentence in there that said, if you can't understand how to do an exercise, Google it. It literally said that. It was like, did, it didn't say, look at my videos or look at this video that I've already vetted as a good example of how to do this exercise. I mean, it was, I'm upset about it even That's now. Like Google it. Cause she's charging hundreds of dollars per month for this guidance and accountability. Uh, and it's just really, it's really poor quality results. Yeah. So as we talk about, uh, as we talk about this today, I just want to have kind of this concept in the forefront of the audience mind, because it's something we're thinking about. When we talk about what we can offer, 
we've kind of categorized it into these three levels of service and then worked our way up to to make sure that those fit with the things that we found people needing. Why is this so important for the person listening? Because if they're about to spend money on someone, maybe these are the three questions they they should ask. Like, what do you provide as a coach and trainer? Great. So we're actually really offering good. you financial advice yeah. and not wasting your time here. So if you listen to these three things before hiring somebody, you could really save some money. Or right. you could be purchasing the exact thing you need. Yeah. But I think this doesn't get talked about at all. And right. the client doesn't know how to discern between a good one and a bad one right away. Mm -hmm. But maybe we can educate you again further and say, look, here's three things that you might want to ask your right. next trainer. Yeah, I love what that. What do you offer? You do a great job of summing it up like that. And I think right in here with all of this, um, I just want to call out all the trainers who go towards the supportive end of the spectrum because it elicits higher fees. Yes. Even if the client doesn't necessarily need that support. I think that's wrong, right? If you identify, and we've done this before, where someone's already got a routine, they just need a, sl a small adjustment or a specific set of workouts to follow, all they need is guidance. Sell them a program. One-time fee of $250 for the, the exact squats and that's everything it. they should be doing with the rest intervals and yada, yada. And it's individualized for them because you've created it for them. If that's what they need, then I don't think we should be trying to charge for accountability or charge for support. Yep. Because that's basically harmful to the entire yep. industry. It's taking advantage of people. But that's kind of how the industry has been. And we don't want to go too far into that. It's not yeah. it's not the client's fault. It's not the, the, the spectator's fault that this yeah. is happening. Just watch out for it. Just, identify yes, if you're a, if you're potentially it. hiring a trainer, identify maybe in yourself and we can help with this if you need. Do you need guidance? or accountability, or guidance, or, accountability, and support. Oh, and that can help to identify maybe who you're looking for. And if you're willing to, to pay the top dollar for the trainer that does all three of those, mm -hmm. you may not use the support like you're supposed to. That, that's where we're going You next. may not yeah. even use the accountability like yeah. you're supposed to. And then I just elude, did I get right to it? No, I love okay. it, man, good job. Yeah. It, it just, it, it, it because I provide all three, you provide all three, right. and we do it in various forms. This is one form that we're providing it for mm -hmm. you, right? The support system is telling you what to watch out for, what to look yeah. for. We're really keying in on the specific things. And so yeah. we provide all three. So, But I know this from a, most of my clients, or a lot of my clients, that sometimes they just don't take that. They don't use it. So, But I still have to charge them for what I provide, even if you don't use it. Hey, I pay for AAA. I haven't yeah. been towed in a yeah, long time. You know? yeah, <laughs> so. I guess that's a good one. Huh? The last piece that I want to add to this is finally that, you know, like DJ saying, he may offer all three of those and you may not end up using the last, you know, total amount of support. But if you are a prospective client and you maybe have identified that you need guidance, accountability, and support, whatever your activity of interest, well, then don't go out and waste your money on a coach or a program that doesn't offer all three of those pillars. And I can, again, I can help and we can we provide always some information you. on yeah. what, what you might mostly need because we've done that literally hundreds of mm. times with our initial interviews and that process of, you know, basically cold, cold call to the new member and try to get them to come up and, and greet us. And when we did that process, I think something that really made us stand apart was we went into being genuinely useful for those individuals. Yeah. Say, hey, Tommy, you already have a routine. Let me just adjust a little bit. Here's a program. And that's the guidance that he needed. Right? One, one session charged rather than trying to upsell a five-pack or a 50-pack, meet me weekly, 
I mean, gosh, I get I did. I, I, and I, I, well, I left. This, I used know? to leave people with this. It's like I leave this with my clients nowadays. Like, hey, uh-huh. if you need something from me, please let me know. Yeah. They said they can send me all send me a text. These are my in-person clients, by the way. They can send me a text, and that support is, you know, as fast as I can get to it. If it's at 9 o'clock at night, forget about it. Right. But <laughs> yeah, we all got limits. Obviously, within reason. Yeah. All right. Now, the second part of this is, um, you know, I think that the biggest thing that we can do for, train, uh, for trainees, for clients, is be that shortcut to the priority information or right the order it. of importance of things, right that, the it. order of operations that they should do. And that's kind of like we've touched on it before, the fitness concierge where we know all about this health and fitness info, and now we've learned all about you through the assessment, and we can put the steps in order. Say, hey, this is what you need to do in this manner starting now. And then if we're offering support, then maybe we say, and here's how. And that's where we're getting into some of the more time-consuming and individualized solutions. Couldn't have said it any better. That's it, period. Right on. Good, thank you. Now, that being said, I think that a huge component of that is, you know, we have, like you mentioned earlier, a lot of trainers try to go to the one-size-fits-all approach because they recognize the complexity of individuality for everyone, right? right? And so I think if we can be on a soapbox for just one minute longer, trainers, try to get to a one-size-fits-one program where you've identified your your most favorite client that you love working with and you create an awesome program that helps that type of person achieve a a desirable result. And then you'll have more and more of those people over and over. And the reason I bring it up here is that if you are a client or a prospective client, check out the trainers that you're thinking of and see how their other clients are doing. What do they look like? Who do they look like? If they're not similar to you, then there's a a strong chance that it's not going to be a good fit with that individual coach true okay yeah okay cool now let me give you to let me give you this one what the trainers can't do so we just hit that big first one of prioritizing the information giving you the order of operations letting you know what's the plan now it's time for the client i can't actually make you do anything the action oh man that sounds so broad you mean you can't make us do anything but you make us do push-ups and squats i'm like actually no, I ask you to do them. You perform them willingly. That's true. It's they the, could always leave. I right? and I've told my clients a couple of times they have whined over a certain exercise, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh man, not this one." I go, "Well, you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm just asking you to do it." I'm like, "You can walk away if you'd like to," and they look at me funny. I'm like, "Well, it's true. I'm yeah. only asking you to do something that I know is going to benefit you because I'm a professional and I know you so well in and out, right. and this is my support <laughs> right now. Yeah. So, yes, I want you to do them because I know how well they're going to be for you. Mm-hmm. So I can't make you do the exercises. Right. I can't make you eat the foods that I want you to eat that I know that would benefit you. The nutrition choices I can't, aren't yours to make. I can't tell Only you. the advice. Yep. I can't make you go to sleep. Right. I can't make you put your, your device down an hour before bed so your, you know, your eyes, you know, whatever that stuff. You know what I right, mean? Right. That blue light that keeps you awake. Can't make you have your bedtime yeah. routine, even if we write the most meticulous guide and make a great and video. And I've done this. And, yeah. I've done this. And this is where the frustration probably is going to come out is at it this is, point is that... Yeah. We're professionals. I've wrote down so many times, like how much food you should eat, and how, 
and you realize at the end they're not even following it. Right. And it's frustrating. You're going, yeah. I can't make you get this. And then you come back to me and go, why didn't I lose weight? And I'm just going, really? You're going to ask me that question yeah. when I said, this is what you got to do. And you just told me you didn't do it. But then you tell me I didn't lose any weight. And we're going, well, how did this happen? You know, by they analogy, know. I think like someone comes to me and asks for directions to a faraway place. And I make a great map and turn by turn. And then they haven't even ever left. And they come and ask, hey, how come I didn't arrive at my destination? It's like, you, you didn't even leave. <laughs> didn't even leave. <laughs> and it's, I, if I knew you weren't going to leave, I wouldn't have made the whole map. I would have just given you a great itinerary of fun stuff to do right here at, at home, you know, by metaphor. And so you can hear why it's frustrating. Yeah. We genuinely we, care and we work hard to get you that. We've studied. Yeah. We've learned. We've done all this stuff, this work, because you came to us and said, please teach us. Right. You you asked me to do this and then you don't do it. Well, any teacher, it doesn't matter if you're a trainer or anything, a right. teacher alone is going, well, is this information even worth giving out to you then? Yeah. I had a client before and I gave him a specific routine that I wanted him to perform at home because he had the uh, suspension band system. Shoulder therapy, small stuff, yeah. little exercises. Things. Well, 10 no, minutes the, the a TR, day? No, the TRX. Oh, okay. Yeah, the suspension band, not the just the sure. band. So I, I had given okay. him this routine that I wanted Body him to weight. follow on his own at yeah. home because he was only coming to me once a week. Mm. So I said, hey, here's the plan. Boom, okay, boom, 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 second right? session on his own. Right. So gotcha. he's going to, I gave him the script. I showed him how to do it. We performed it in person. We walked over it. I said, hey, now go home. And this is for Wednesday and Friday too. Do exactly what we did here these next two days. Mm -hmm. I can't be that hard. So when asked, when he came back, I said, hey, did you do these things? Oh, no, I didn't do them. At this point, I realized it's like, well, then I can't give you any more information for you to follow. Right. Because you can't digest the first bit of information that I gave you. So why should I give you out more information? Yeah. And I think I get a lot of this from my own clients. It's like, there's this, all this information out there and they've got it all but they're not executing them all to the fullest or anything or anything yeah, at all, executing which executing anything. Right. right. And, it, and it ends up, yeah. you know, slapping them in the face a little bit. Well, and I like, fall for that too. When it's, when it seems complicated, it's easy to get real close to yeah. overwhelming. And, you know, I think that the industry creates that on purpose because then the expert gets to position himself as like, Oh, I'll help you get through all that chaotic noise. And so it, it just kind of has this feedback loop on itself. But you know, from what I'm hearing you say, DJ, is it's it is those final actions when you, as a client, respond to what we've put out there. Yeah. And when when we're in that situation of you know doing everything we can, sh short of the last, you know, the actual execution, it's almost comforting as a trainer because I know I have you know checked all the boxes. I've provided the routine. I've shown you how to do it. I've double checked your own movement. Maybe I texted you in between to double check if it had happened. You know, there's all kinds of levels to it, like we talked about, right? Guidance, accountability, or support. But when it doesn't come through and we've done everything we could, then it does kind of put it right back into the participant's corner. That's right. right? And they can't say, well, I would have, but I didn't have it written down. Or I would have, but I couldn't remember. Well, I got videos of everyone. <laughs> or I would have, but I did it. You know? And so the more of those objections that we've handled – 
and then it still hasn't come through, that's when it starts to get more and more frustrating. And like you said, it would be for a Spanish tutor or English as a second language, yeah. music, anything. As an instructor, it doesn't feel good to feel ineffective. No. You know? And I'm getting paid. And I know there's a lot of trainers and coaches out there that are getting paid and they don't care about this topic. I'm so glad you just said they that. Don't, they'll just take the person and be right. like, it doesn't matter. They're almost happy for people who cancel because they yeah, get a free they hour get a free, but it's paid. It's, uh, you know, and I used to I used to have that sensation too where there was some clients where you're like, oh man, you know, I'm I don't really like seeing her because she's got a bad attitude or, you know, flaunts her wealth. I know one in my mind right. always forgot to take her jewelry off so she could announce how valuable the stuff was. Like you knew you were coming to a workout, and I've told you every week to leave. The... Anyways, <laughs> I get it. So there was some of those clients that you didn't enjoy seeing, and you were okay if they canceled. And it was like, all right, this is free money, right? But as I've matured in my career, I realized that those people are displacing another client who would potentially show up full energy, guns blazing, do what you've asked, and have a great result, which is more. I'll be selfish, you know. It's more fun for me. It is, and I agree. I love to get that sort of billboard where I can say, hey, you see what that person's doing? I feel like I own a little bit of their result. Yes. I'm proud of them, you know? And so uh, a person who doesn't show up or who doesn't do the things we ask for is displacing someone who might yeah. come in with that full energy. And I just want to always kind of keep, I want to keep that in the back of people's minds because if you're with us, I really want you to make the most of the hour or however long the session may be because that's what we're trying to do from our side. I we're I think we're and we're gonna always gonna sound like this because well obviously we're on the professional edge over here. Yeah. And we know that I'm not I want clients to know or potential clients to know I'm not I'm not mad at this. Right. I, I know that there's things that you're this gonna isn't meant to be a lecture for yeah, anyone. For sure. And that's what I wanna make sure really clear here. Especially yeah. for me, because my tone can sound for sure. some people like it's this, good awareness. this demanding and like this, oh he's so upset about this. I'm like, actually, I'm not upset. Mm. I'm gonna do the parent thing. I'm I'm just I'm slightly disappointed. Right. And I feel like my message is very clear and I know that my clients know my message is clear because I speak clearly about it. Yeah. And so when it's failed to be executed, I don't get mad at them. Mm -hmm. I really don't. It doesn't work for them by the way. They're adults. It's not helpful. It doesn't help them. Right. I just look at them and go, "Okay." I said, "Well, you know, there's next week where you can step up this, do this, do this, do this." If you continue to fail, it's okay. I'm not going to get mad at you. But I am voicing it now and telling you this is what we think. We're saying, hey, yeah. you know the truth. On notice. We've given you the truth. It's your turn to execute the truth. And then you will see. Again, yeah. I can't make you do anything. Yeah. But you did come to me Again, to get I you to do it. something. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, the other thing that we can't do is get that trigger to get them started in the first place. Right? There's... Like if they're already in here, you know, uh, for a session and they're not showing up as much as we'd like them to, well, they're already ahead of someone who hasn't even booked. And so there is something to be said for the, True. you know, like yeah. we can't activate you and, and I can't necessarily make sure that you're going to adhere to every single thing I tell you to, cause I don't control you. They won't, you know? And, and I think like a good coach factors that in yep. and has some room and some slack and, and a fallback plan or an adjustment always. always. Yeah. Always. Nice. In sync even. Yeah. When nice. someone comes to me and says, dude, DJ, I've only had four hours of sleep. I used to say, well, I can't really train you right now, man, because that's you're not at your full potential. Right. Now what I say is, cool, you know what? I guess we're going to work on some mobility and stretching then. Here's mm -hmm. the peanut. Here's the lacrosse ball. Here's this. 
So instead of putting them through the workout, I make the adjustment for them. Right. So you can make the adjustment for me and do what I tell you to do. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's okay. I like it, yeah. No, it's kind of true, though, because it is a give and take, even if it does have a bit so of a power imbalance. I would be so famous if I could figure out that trigger for people. <laughs> yeah. I, would be, I would be so rich if I figured figure out the trigger to make people take action. Well, I, if I don't you know guys how. have a good idea, let us know, right? Comment or send it in a private message so yeah. the whole world doesn't know it was. <laughs> but yeah. there's definitely something to that because... You know, I always try to recognize the, the individuals who, if they're struggling to participate, it means they're trying to, to be on the field, right? And that's better than someone who's yes. in the stands spectating. And that's better than someone who didn't even come to the stadium. And if you're kind of thinking of the, your way through this analogy, there is all different levels of people in the health and fitness effort where they're working their way towards, you know, what could be their pinnacle. I want to make sure that, you know, we're just on the same page as to what we're expecting from each other and what we're providing for each other. Yeah. That's cool. good. Expectations of what we want you to be and yeah. expectations of what you want us to be. Right. That's cool. Now let's go through a few of these. I got a little bit of a chart here on the back, little word map. And so we'll, go, we'll just go through these a little quicker here because we have about 30 plus minutes already. So what a trainer can and can't do for you in each one of these kind of categories. And I think we've hit on a few of them already. We'll start off with the programming, information, and an assessment. Can. can A trainer can do this, right? They can program for you. They absolutely should, should. assess. And right. that can be in person. They're looking at you. They're measuring. They're looking, you know, maybe recording or taking before and after pictures like we've touched on. That's something a trainer can do. And I think that it's something that they absolutely absolutely should. No, you know? this is the, should be the foundation of every yeah. trainer. You should be able to do X, Y, Z right. starting off. Yeah. The rest of the stuff, though might change. Right. And uh, I put this one on here first because if a if a person's not fully transparent and giving us the real deal, it's it's like uh, the foundation of the building. It's not sturdy to start with. So, I encourage people to be honest, vulnerable with their coaches, tell them what matters because then we can make sure that your program is harmonious to you and that it really it really works for you and it's motivating and that has a great feedback loop on its own. Number 2, movement. I can provide that too. Yeah. So the trainers can obviously instruct on proper technique and provide feedback on the way that you're, that you're doing your exercises, but we can't exercise for you. Right. Right. we can't even drag you to the gym or, nope. or kidnap you and bring you. So there's got to be at least some innate desire for you to either complete the, the work you've been assigned or get that feeling of accomplishments for you know, doing what you've been, what you've been programmed. We got to tap into something there so that the individual's, are deciding to act. Now for nutrition, we can do calculations, recipes, <laughs> kitchen gadget <laughs> recommendations. We can talk supplements. Everything. Yeah. Man, I could tell you the perfect food service for you. Mm -hmm. Easily. Meal prep service I, recommendation. I've got a yeah. dozen that I could, right. I could give you right now. Once you do the assessment, you can provide that information. Right. The matching. I could give you yeah. recipes. You're right. I could tell you what food network channel to, or person to watch. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know all this stuff. Yeah. But what the trainer can't do for you. I can't make you eat. Can't make you eat the right foods. I, can't stop you from eating the wrong ones. I mean, short of something crazy like knocking it out of your hand. I can't. Yeah, I can't be there <laughs> to stand pay by your side. That. <laughs> a, a client did actually say that to me jokingly once. Wow. I'm like, man, I wish you could just stand by me, man. And just smack that burger out of my hand. Like, well, actually, we wouldn't even have made it to the burger joint. 
Yeah, and, you know, like <laughs> you know, like oh, would have smacked the burger. That's, that's no, clever. I would have smacked See? you first before even trying to go. It's such a trainer mentality to go one step before the problem and say like, hey, how about we don't even arrive at the venue yeah. for the for the We're not even getting in the car. Yeah, we're not even that. getting in. So it. smart. And, and I think also, like we touched on earlier, if, if a trainer or, or let's say a coach is genuinely intrigued by development and instruction and helping people out, then I don't want to just knock bad food out of your mouth for one month while you pay. Oh. You know, I want you to learn and then be better. And honestly, the tougher it is for someone to make a change, I think the more rewarding it is that they've made it. When they like, do it's make like it. It's like a bigger trophy. It is. Yeah. And congrats to those who Absolutely. have done it. So if you're like, man, it's so hard for me to even walk around the block, well, that means you're at a level of fitness where, you know, when you when you earn back from that, man, you got a hell of a story, right? And that's going to be something. So there's no step that's too small and there's no action. Like we are talking about the foods you eat or the foods that you don't eat. All of that stuff counts. And I want people to really own it for themselves because I'm proud of them having it. Yeah. Not just me going through the actions of of being your coach. Yeah, one of my clients said to me, I, yeah. I told him to do. A, I told him to use my fitness pal. It's one of the, my favorite ones for people to use. It's really easy to use. Mm-hmm. I, I, com- I commend the team that does it. I mean, they made fantastic yeah. job. And I said, really useful. App. I said to him, I said, I want you to log your food, dude. That's that simple. Put everything in there. I don't care if you eat a whole pizza that one day. Put it in there. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And at the end of our conversation, he's like, he's uh, he's like, well, do you want me to show it to you? And I go, no. Mm. He goes, what? I go, no, I don't want you to show it to me. I want you to do it. And then if I say, are you doing it? You say yes, and it's truthful. Cool. I don't, I'm not your, I'm not your babysitter. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to feel like that either. Of course, as a coach, I'm going to look over your food to see if it's the right types of foods. Sure. Right. right. But I also want you to be accountable and say, no, man. If I say, hey, I like that. did you log it? And you look at me in the eye and say, yes. Cool. If I say, did you log it? And you say no, I go, okay, let's get back on it. Right. So again, as a trainer to step away just a little bit, right? I'm going to steal that, you know, cause it's a great test also of like so many people ask for feedback on what they've eaten, mm-hmm. but if, um, why would they make any change if they're not even making the change of logging? <laughs> So it's I, kind of that first test yeah. that I'm putting out there. And like, we have if you write already, it down, I will look at it, but I don't know if you'll write it down. Right. And I've, we've already done, and I'll preclude this because we've already talked about nutrition a thousand right. times about what to eat, you're talking about, about yeah. the, the, the services that could be provided for this person that makes right. it incredibly That's easy important context because it's not like you're just being super harsh with them right off the bat. Well, it's okay. I wrote, I was writing this, I'm writing for my webpage right yeah. now, right? And this is part of this why I'm bringing it up is because I'm writing this in there. Like my fitness pal is in there. That's such okay, a great tool cool. and how powerful these two tools are. If we had these when we were growing up in the fitness, like when I was growing up. That's a good point. Oh my God. It's a lot of advantages plan? nowadays. It's, I know. You know it costs so much money. I go, actually, not really. But anyway, that's another story. But right. it's this synergetic combination of I have an app that tells me exactly how many calories I need, the complete macro breakdown, how long it should take, and then I combine it with this meal service, right? Who says, mm-hmm. I say, hey, meal service, I want you to provide X amount of protein, X amount of carbs. Preemptive calculation. And then you put yeah. these two together, it's the most lethal weapon possible for change. Right. Two really powerful tools. Guess what? Yeah. I still can't make you download the app, and I still can't make you get to see the service or eat the foods. You know, I was thinking of something earlier. It's kind of like... Uh, imagine you'd set up like an amazing 4th of July fireworks display, like the massive ones from the barge. And then it's right before, then we just don't 
don't shoot it off. Like, ah, man, you can come up with all the great plans for him and how you can give him this progression of the 10 habits. That's an episode we released, right? All that stuff can be there. But if he never launches the fireworks, then we don't get to see anything happen. And so it's like that personal bit. And it's psychologically, it keeps defeating this person. Mm, interesting. And I can still see it in his face, and and then and it's like, dude, the the answer is right there. Yeah, it still boils down to the thing I can't get you to do, and that's execute the process. That's a really good observation. You know that that feedback loop of feeling like you're failing, versus the other side of the coin where you take a small action and you hit it, and you build that momentum, and you feel like you're winning or progressing. It is. And, it works. You know, that's why we talk so often about just the smallest step that you can because it puts you onto that foot where you say, Oh, the last thing I just tried worked out and it went my way, and the next step as well. And that can really start to build things up rather than being trapped in the cycle of, Man, I'm still not doing what I should be doing. I must be, you know, people kind of get a little derogatory to themselves after that. You come to me and you're supposed to trust me, right? Mm-hmm. As a professional, that the advice I give you, you're going to trust it, right? Yeah. Well, I in turn need to be able to trust you will do what I've asked you to do. So there's mm. a two-way street with this client relationship, yeah. this trust. And I'm trying to build this relationship between you and me so that way you will trust me to give you the right stuff and you yeah. will execute. So when I see that I'm trying to build this bond or trust with somebody and I don't get that back, mm. well, it's definitely going to be hard on the trainer to keep going. Right. I can persevere because I know what's really happening and I'm right. I'm, I'm a very I'm a veteran in this, so I get the yeah so, little process. human. I'm not going to get all down and like, oh, I'm not a good trainer anymore. I didn't get him to eat his broccoli. That, that doesn't happen anymore. Mm-hmm. I used to, I was like, oh, oh man, listening to Adele the in the early mornings <laughs> oh when we had all the cold calls and low numbers because it's not a good Email. system. Oh man, we're so. we're reminiscing now, but we definitely had those times where, you know, part of like we let off his episode with we had that meticulous. Uh, auditing of what made us good trainers and all the different parts of the business and the work itself. And then all these extra duties that come from what we talked about today, where we're supporting people. We didn't mention one too. Sorry. Oh, go I'm ahead. Keep going. I, I, it's in my head. I, it's a, uh, yeah. What, what we talked about? Um, this therapeutic. Oh yeah. Therapy sort of, uh, we're not, uh, we got the, a big bubble here for <laughs> the therapist slash community slash support slash, mentality Uh, yeah one of my clients today mentioned it that i because i've been training her for years but she's like you're more than just the trainer and the coach she's like you're also the sounding board for a lot of things yeah because i've spent so much time with these people that i know some pretty you know close details about them so Mm -hmm. there's this real personal connection to right and so for over the years i've been working people you know i'm like you and i and they'll say things and i readjust the way they word things i'm like put the emphasis and i change and i help them you've seen them often enough to pick up the differences in their energies and adjust accordingly so i also will be in this therapeutic sort of not i'm not a psychologist right Right. i'm not that but there are (laughs) moments where i feel like i am right and it's truly, I'm trying to help them get past a certain obstacle or whatnot it is, but I'm yeah. also kind of a therapist. Right. We can't tell people what to do no. or offer advice because we're not professionals in that way, but we can always listen. And a lot of times it helps people to be able to say things out loud as they think it through one more time and present that to you. It's a little bit of a benefit for them. And I think it also matters for people 
when they're challenged in the health and fitness environment, when the gym is a little intimidating, well, then their trainer functions a little bit as that kind of like an older brother or c- cool uncle, where they're kind of protecting and looking out for you. And so to fulfill that role as a trainer, it means you have to identify that you're not just going to be all about the movements and getting them to do all 21 squats in a row or in a workout or whatever it may be. Like if that person needs fewer that day, you need to be able to find a way to determine that and, and make those adjustments. Yeah, we we are good at yeah. that, man. We've been doing this for a long time. So. And the last tip on this is that we can't do that to our best ability if you're not telling us everything. And so I encourage women, you know, this is kind of it's a very direct example, but I encourage women to tell me if jumping rope makes you pee your pants a little bit. I'll take it out, mm-hmm. right? I don't want you to skip the workout because you saw that it has jump rope. I want you to just tell me, I don't care. It's not, I'm not going to judge you. I'll make that adjustment right off the bat. And so in, when you tell people, you know, here's another crazy one, uh, a person who had a real challenge, a real fear of going inverted into a handstand mm-hmm. because of a night where she was basically dosed at a club and then fell down because she was, she, was, she was on drugs. She fell down and chipped her teeth, hurt her teeth real bad. You know, I was like, wow, well, you now you I know that we're not going to be doing handstands. we got plenty of upper body pressing with all mm-hmm. these other implements. And now there's no need for her to have an emotional battle of any kind when she comes into that session. So I encourage people to be be vulnerable and real and realistic so that we can make that best for you. You know, I will have to put. Um, it takes a real amount of I, I don't know how much time it takes for someone to kind of bond with me or you or something like that, but it mm-hmm. takes that trust to be able to say some of these things too. Right. Because I think some people would be embarrassed to maybe sort of takes bravery to bring that stuff up or to tell about, you know, an eating disorder in your youth, right? Or a client of mine I'll never forget, you know, basically uh, purposefully sabotaging her her health because when she became very overweight, it made her unattractive to her molesting older grandparent or uncle or whatever. And so now, even as an adult woman, mm. she's, you know, 100, 150 pounds overweight because it's protective for her against ass- assault. You know, oh. you know, it's, it's heartbreaking. Uh, but now that I know that about her, like we're going into a different level of coaching and the way that we're, we're doing every minute is going to be influenced positively because of it. Yeah. You know? And so I tell people, hey, we can't do everything for you, but we'll do as much as we can when you let us know. Yeah. It and may so be hard to communicate with us, but I think the trainer has to be recipient and be well open right. in themselves to to hear some of these things. Yeah. I don't think I don't think all of them are. I think all of them are about just getting it done. Like get the get the workout done. And I can tell you that yeah. us two, we're we're vastly different than that. That's I'm, good point. I'm yeah. listening. When you come in to see me, I ask you, hey, how are you doing today? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean how are you doing today as a general comment, because right. that's like saying hi. Right. I mean, let's talk. How are you doing? How was the hip from last week? How was the neck? How did mm-hmm. those things I am looking for immediately as you walk through the door? I'm watching how you walk in. I'm watching what you do so that I can make my assessment about how I'm going to train you that day. Right. Just basically how you walk in sometimes and answer my first questions like, hey, how are you doing today? Yeah. What comes out? usually dictates what's going to happen that day. It's all about adjustment. Right. Even on the micro for the single day experience. Yeah. Wow. So that's kind of this last one on this side, which is this one, one V one connection, you know, where we really have this meticulous connection with each client. And again, I don't think all fitness professionals are like this. And I would encourage 
clients. If you're paying top dollar for a program and it's not working out, maybe you can investigate a little bit why. And if you start to identify like that you lack a connection with your coach, it might be a great time for you to explore someone else, right? It might not be your fault that the program's not working for you. It's and true. Maybe this is a little bit of an, an awareness moment for you on that case. So while we're talking about this stuff, I think it is important to have uh, that connection with your health and fitness coach of similar abilities or interests, or at least some way of understanding that he or she is in accordance with the way you want to perform your health and fitness. And we see a lot of very popular fitness, let's call them fitness personalities, right? Where they're fitness influencers. Yeah. They're 27 years old as jacked as they should be or more so. Right. And then they're putting out all this stuff that is being followed by 50 and 60 year old men. And it's like, well, dude, I don't think you should follow that guy's advice because would you even hang out with him? Would you like him if you were hanging out in a room together? Probably not because you guys are kind of too different from each other. That's a good point you bring up because that's why I, I just said, well, I'm a middle-aged man. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Keep going. <laughs> well, I'm a middle-aged man and I train middle-aged people. Uh, the couple that are slightly older than middle-aged, but most of my right. clientele fall right in there. Why is that? It's because I know exactly what you need at this age. Right. And awareness because of lived experience. So much yeah. more years in the service and knowing exactly where you're probably at in your 40s and 50s yeah. gives me the keen edge on how to train you properly. Right. Because I do not care if you have a six pack or not if you train with me. Right. Like that. Well, and if a client came to you wanting that, you'd be say, a no. hey, I'm not your guy, or I w- you would dissuade them into what I, maybe should be a more proper. We would uh, have a conversation yeah. to see about. Well, and even back is... in the day, you know, those older individuals gravitated to you at the original clubs because they could see that in your in you. And they said, hey, I don't want to put a hundred bucks down to hear from a, a 23 year old tell me that I should jump faster and higher and, and do it all while I'm more out of breath because it was that lack of connection. So yep. I think that's really always been something that shines through, even though we, even uh, before we realized it. When I was a hairstylist, I like people are going to freak out. Uh-huh. Hold on. You got a lot of careers, man. The yeah, secret phlebotomist, <laughs> nah, hairstylist. Even more. But when we'll I was add, a hairstylist. We'll keep adding them like blues clues. When I was a hairstylist, people would you know, want to know how many years of service that I, you're like, hey, how long you've been cutting hair? And, mm. Well, it was, it was really important, actually, because I knew is my first year that I wasn't good. Mm. I knew the rules. I knew what I was supposed to do. But it takes years to craft yeah. this technique and ability years yeah and so when i would get that question how long you've been doing it well of course when you're the first year out of you know being a student Mm -hmm. you don't get that many clientele and that's the same kind of way when you're as a trainer you're brand new you might not get a a lot right well because you're new you probably shouldn't get a lot probably should not not be ready for them and it's okay it's okay but that's it too is is the more time i put into this the more i can offer back the more that's age that's under my belt, I get like, yeah, my knowledge is way higher than it was 20 years ago, dude. Yeah. I am not training people the same way I did. See, that's it. There's, there's always this kind of like continuum between education and experience. Yeah. And I know that like people will make all kinds of arguments for one being more valuable than the other. Uh, but I think that neither one of them is valuable with r- truly valuable without at least a, a dose of the other. You know, it's if you're educated, other, yes. then you can use that education as a BS detector against new stuff that's coming out in the market or, you know, s- things that are being brought to you. 
And if you have a lot of experience, then you're going to be able to identify trends and see things coming back into style or avoiding things before they become a problem because you've seen it in other clients or in other trainers. And so we definitely need both of those components. And I think a trainer can be that education and the experience for you as a client, right? Where you can say, hey, I don't have time to go to college for four years and then take a certification for two years of study after that and then work in an industry for 10 years and then come up with, I just want the plan that works for 45-year-old men who have two and a half knee injuries and want to achieve this goal. Yeah. And that's the position that your, your trainer or your fitness coach should be able to occupy for you. So making sure that they have that completion of education and experience. If they're well-educated but they're brand new, like you just mentioned, then their experience is still lacking and they're going to need to build that side up. And it's perfectly fine. Right. It's, a, it's the process of the young trainers need clientele. They need to go through these processes and the discerning new trainer will work their way through this and learn yeah. it and become more professional. That's what I did. Right. I realized now that I wasn't as good as I am now. I realized how many shortcomings I had as a, as a new trainer, but I had to go through all of these. So to get to where I'm at today. That's what it takes, yeah. That's why we're here. That's why we get to do this one, which is podcast. That's where you're at now. Yeah. <laughs> so we can podcast for you. We can be a bit of info infotainment, entertainment, and information for you. And I encourage people to make sure that their trainer occupies that space a little bit too because one of the biggest factors for success with any health and fitness change is the community of people around you. And so if you're having a lot of people who yeah. are into nutrition and supplements and send you videos about cool exercise things and feats of human capacity, that's going to be dramatically different than if people are sending you clips of the new Marvel movie or you know tickets yeah. to a sit-down concert or whatever things you might be doing that are a different level. And so I want to encourage people, you know, if you can fill some more of your time with fitness components particularly if it's really within your realm, right? Your interest, then it's, it's going to be even better for you. Isn't this why Lean we sort of started this podcast? That's why we do it. It is the yeah. support. To provide that info. Like you guys are screaming for support. We need more support. And we decided, yes, we're going to be all of that support. And this podcast yeah. is that part. Well, and I like tell we every mentioned, this. we've talked like almost everything we've said on recording, we've already said once oh, please. or more than once to yeah. different in sessions, right? As we do, oh, here we have, in here we go again. Here's my little spiel about each other yeah. back and forth. And so we don't need to just say it to be saying it again. It's really about hopefully that impact that it has on the audience. So I encourage you to, to listen or to watch or, you know, surround yourself in other ways with things support. that you're interested yeah, in. Yeah, this support right here will your help. community, digital. I've been yeah. telling every single client, I said, you know what? You know, those questions that you keep asking me, I go, I've got that support for you on these podcasts right here. You just need to listen Bingo. to them and they'll, yeah. because, well, you know, I can't say everything I can in one session to somebody. Right. But these podcasts actually offer that kind of information that we, we were yeah. frustrated we couldn't deliver fast yeah. enough or to a bigger group. Yep. And now we can. Yeah. Ugh, love and it. my last favorite part on it is that if someone wants to, they can put it on repeat. They can receive that message over, over and over. over again. And I know I've heard from some clients who say, man, you know, the last few minutes of yesterday's session was so great. I'm still thinking about X, Y, and Z. Well, here you go. Maybe here's a little recording and you can put this on for yourself uh, over and over again. Now, last bit here and we'll come in just about at a one hour. So we're, we, go. we got our lengthy episodes. Uh, you know what? We're consistent. <laughs> as we, yeah. As we've mentioned before, getting 10 years of knowledge in one hour is a pretty good trade. Oh, so man. we don't apologize for length anymore. 
Nope. Um, that being said, last little bits here. Sleep. We can't make you go to sleep. We can't make you do your digital detox before bed. We can't make you decide that this stuff matters, except maybe to tell you about the importance of it. And we can only do that so often. So we kind of run up to this wall of like, it's 2023. We all know that sleep's important, that posture matters. <laughs> you know, like, it's kind of... Is I'm anybody no, questioning wanna, us anymore? Yeah, sleep? Right? It's not any new info. It's just right. about making it happen. So whether it's... Um, training gadgets or mobility tools for self-massage, you know, the product recommendations, meal prep service, all that kind of stuff. We can help to decode those once we've really gotten into that individuality with each client. And so I hope that the trainer can occupy that space. All of these ones that we did for you today, really showing what we can and can't do and that your trainer does those for you. That's right. You know, Yoda, when he was training a young Skywalker, could only Mm -hmm. tell him how to do it. Right, it was up to Skywalker to do it. Guess what Skywalker did? He left Yoda. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, he had to go do his own thing. Like, what happened to him? Right. I know this is kind of, but what I'm saying here, guys, is that we can provide everything that you will need to get to where you want to go. What we can't do is make you do it. Right. And we know that if you did exactly what we have said to do and get the things we said to get, these changes would happen. Yeah. We know it's harder than this. Right. I know it's harder than what I'm saying. That's where the support comes but in. But that's where this is. Yeah. yeah. The support comes right there. And we are still your biggest cheerleaders, though. Yeah. As frustrated as I may get or the things I may say, I am still your biggest fan. Yeah. I still want you to succeed, even though I see you fail time and time and time again that's true any good teacher is gonna go yep get up let's do it again we're not in it just for the highs no i don't i don't i don't do that anymore it doesn't i don't feel that anymore yeah i'm already well this sounds funny i'm already high for with my clients like in my in my like i love i'm stoked to just be doing training every day yeah 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 i mean that's already i like training so i i am high already with yeah when they come in, I'm ready to go. I love it, man. That, I think that's a good note to put it out on because we're going into our record setting territory for duration. Oh, so. no, quit. No, <laughs> their, their attention spans way oh, too no. short. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll play it out here with our final bit of music and uh, just say, you know, if you've made it this far, pat yourself on the back. I appreciate <laughs> you listening. And um, honestly, kudos to you because we've been putting a lot of information into these. If a person is listening and they're retaining some of it or all of it, one thing. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Like when we coach, when people pay us $100 per hour, we don't talk about this for just one whole hour. We talk for four minutes and then we start working out with it. So I think you're getting so much value from a free podcast if you'll just commit to putting us in your ears, which is what we appreciate. So thank you for being on with us again today. As you've heard me say before, like, comment, subscribe, notify, share. Uh, if you're listening to this from the future and there's a new verb for a different platform, <laughs> then you should twitch it, or splat it, or what? I don't know, man. Like, it could be something crazy. So wherever you're at, enjoy cool. it. Show it to somebody else. And uh, if you have questions, comments, concerns, ideas, suggestions, hit us up through the website. If you haven't seen it before, it's two dumbbells and a microphone.com. You can find us there. Then there's show, links to the YouTube. It's all there. Get on it. Check us out. Yeah, it's 2023, man. You guys got this. They can do this. All right, guys.